welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Card Subject to Change, your home for what I think is the best wrestling commentary podcast out there, but that's just at my least, own first. At least on a, uh, you know, a theater blog. Exactly, exactly. The number one rated wrestling podcast on a theater blog in the entire country. That is right. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Chris Peterson, founder, editor-in-chief of Onstage Blog. Join with me, as always, is Mr. Ken Jones. How are you, sir? Hey, yo. I'm good. Wow, that was very uh, understated. Uh, hey, yo. Chico. <laughs> Chico. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, this podcast, we are missing Forrest this week. So, I, I, again, I apologize to our audience. For the past two podcasts, you have not had the full cast well, of characters. It is card subject to change. That's true. So, I guess we are following through on our title. That's right. There you go. But um, this week, we are talking about Extreme Rules 2019, uh, held in the always interesting uh, Philadelphia city. Um, always a hot crowd there in Philly. The city of brotherly love. Uh, apparently. Um, I'm a Boston guy, so I, I don't have a high opinion of Philadelphia. No, but, me either. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey, it was a good, good crowd. I mean, uh, you know what? You want these pay-per-views to be in front of crowds that appreciate it. And, you know, nothing against the people of Spokane, Washington. But, uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll take I'll take a pay-per-view in Philly any day before Spokane again. At least That's they show fair. up. At least they, show, at least they sell out the building. Yeah. But, um Anyway, Ken, this was an interesting pay-per-view. Um, you and I talked before. We had some bold predictions that we're hoping were going to come true, none of which came true, by the way, <laughs> uh, which goes to show you how much we know or how much, how little the WWE creative cares about what we want. But um, what were your overall, I guess you could say, thoughts about the pay-per-view as a whole? I mean, I thought that... Uh... It was a step in the right direction. Okay. And I thought it was better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I had to grade it, I'd probably give it like a, a C plus B minus overall. You know, it's funny you say that. I was actually feeling the exact same way. Mm. Um, I was getting a little frustrated with some of the endings in the matches th- that I was like, oh, missed opportunity here. Missed yeah. opportunity there. Um and I was, but like the quality of some of those overall matches were like pretty good. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I was, I was inching towards like the B, B plus range. Um, and then we got, you know, the, the ending that we got. And I was just like, <laughs> and we'll get into that. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it was a up and down pay-per-view. Uh, if you read Twitter, I mean, there's a lot of people that are, it runs the full gamut of emotions, I guess. And, um, you know, it, it, it definitely is one of those things where you just, with the end result, and we'll ask this question at the end, but, you know, where does it go from here? You got me. I don't know. So mm. <laughs> we shall see. But let's let's break down the card, my friend. Let's get gotta, into it. Let's get into it. Um, the kickoff show, listen, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to talk about Drew Gulak and versus Tony. <laughs> let's just, no, no disrespect to 205, but if, if WWE doesn't care about 205, then I'm not going to care about 205. Well, um, okay, but if you say that, then do they care about the IC title? Well, that's a good question, because we saw Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and I, I'll be honest with you, I was, I was shocked that we got this as a kickoff show match. Um, like, genuine, sh- I was like, oh my god, the IC title is the kickoff show? Like, so, I, we were talking about it before we actually started watching, 
and I jokingly said that uh, watch like Shinsuke versus Finn will end up on the pre-show because <laughs> Shinsuke is in the match. Yeah. And lo and behold, lo and behold, I turn it on, and it's opening the pre-show. Crazy, the Crazy. prestigious Intercontinental Championship. But I will say this: it was a really good match. It was. I thought. I thought it was a little quick. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen them get a little more time. Which you, you would think if they're on the pre-show, that they would have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, all things considered, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Well, see, I, I, I got to be honest. I thought we saw a more focused and driven Shinsuke than we've seen in the past year. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's. I'll put it this way: he's breathing, which is a more focused Shinsuke Nakamura than we've seen in the past year. But um, I'm hoping that this t- this new title run will lead to some pretty interesting storylines um, for him. I'm I'm hopeful. Um, and I'm also hoping that this opens up Finn Balor to a heavyweight push now. Who knows? Oh, I don't know. I, I would I would prefer to see Finn and Shinsuke fight to like Survivor Series. Ooh, okay. Just I I think it would be good for both of them. Yeah. To have to have a long running feud about the with the belt. Um especially for Shinsuke, because mm-hmm. you know, he, he I mean his image needs to be he needs to be built back up as a character. They yeah. they spent the last, you know, year plus just tearing him down from from where he was, right, you know. Right. So I mean, if they could if they could turn, if they could turn the ship around on him like that that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know? definitely. Well, we'll see. We shall see. All right. Well, let's move on to the actual start of the show, which we had a I guess you could call it a big match kick off the show. That of course was Roman Reigns versus and the Undertaker versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, um, which saw obviously the dead man and Roman Reigns win. Um Ken, your thoughts on this match? <laughs> well I think it was a pretty big deal that this was you know the op- the opening match of the of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh you got Taker coming off a very poor performance at uh you know the, the Saudi show. Right. Uh, the 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 event that was billed as being bigger than WrestleMania, uh, and and he just he and Goldberg uh, just crapped a bit. No mm-hmm. no uh, no getting around that. Um, but you know, pairing him up with with Roman Reigns, I, I really thought like this was a perfect use of the Undertaker, mm-hmm. uh, especially at this uh, age that he's at. Uh, you 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 make him look great, and you also don't wear him down because he's in a tag match, so he's able to res- reserve some energy, right, uh, for the end and not get worn down, having to you know carry somebody else or you know have mm-hmm. hey, he really he really just for the, you know he he did all of his highlight moves and stuff, but most of the time he spent uh, kind of just taking a pounding, you yeah. know, so he's just able to like lay there and. Have Shane jump on him, uh, or have Shane, you know, jump across the ring and and kick a garbage can into his face. So um, I, th- I thought it was a good use of Taker. Uh, it, it, you know, the crowd was surprisingly uh, pro Roman for mm. for Philly, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they hate Shane. And uh, Drew McIntyre, so... <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough said. No, uh, I did think it was a little... Um, 
over the top for for Michael Cole to be saying like the under this is the best I've seen Undertaker in years. Um, the Undertaker's back. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at the end there, they had to basically do a a, a take two on getting Shane up there for the tombstone. So, well, I think, uh, I think there was that. Also, I Shane, was, I, that takes two to tango, and right, Shane didn't exactly that, help him out exactly, either. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I looked at it as great. I am I am on the side of wanting Undertaker to just stop and be done. Um, like no need to to keep doing this. I mean, I think like why keep doing it until you can't walk on the rope anymore? Like I mean, yeah. the second that he falls off the rope walking at it, that's when you're done. Like that's that's the nail in the coffin, and nobody wants to see that. So right. um, I I really do want the Undertaker to hang it up. I mean, does he need the money that much? Uh, I, I hope not, but like like I said, I, I think it's time. I agree 100%. I'm glad that the Philly audience was not cruel uh, to Roman Reigns. Um, but again, it, that's kind of par for the course of them. We we always like are surprised and shocked by Philly fans. So <laughs> them being they, overly... They never do what we expect, yeah. They never do what we expect anyway. So um, yeah, par for the course for them. But yeah, all in all, it was it was an okay match. I mean... The the interference by Elias wasn't really needed in the long run. Um, you know, I was you well. Know, but I think... it, it muddied up the match a little bit, and you know, brings in the extreme rules aspects of of the match. So right, I right. mean that that I I actually I didn't mind that as much. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I, I'm with you with the Undertaker. Like we we don't need to see him keep going. I mean, he's got 30 years of wrestling at this point. Right, uh, but if he is going to keep going like this at least put him in a position like this where you're protecting him and protecting his legacy as much as you can 100 you know I mean? right yep 100 right all right well let's move on um the next match we had was the raw tag team championship match the usos versus the revival let me ask you this ken mm. we have now seen these two tag teams go at it quite a number of times um they are separately regarded as two of the finest tag team that we've seen, you know, in the past decade. Um, At the same time, I have yet to see them really truly pull off a spectacular match when it's just the two of them. That's fair. Why is that? (laughs) (laughs) And if that's the case, should we keep, should, do we keep calling them the, you know, best two best tag teams of the past. I mean, know, I don't decade? think the re- I don't I don't consider the revival two of the, like one of the best tag teams of the decade. Uh, I, they've really only been doing it successfully in 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 on Raw for for like the last year. Uh-huh. Um, before that, there were a lot of fits and starts because of injuries. So, I mean, you know, I think. Uh, I don't know. This was this was really the first time for me that uh, it felt like they really belonged at like the top of the tag team division. Like they finally earned earned their place mm-hmm. for me. Like it's if it, it, it's starting to feel like it's really coming together for the revival for the first time. Right. Um, right. But yeah, no. I mean, like they, the Usos are the Usos. They 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 do their gimmick and they do their thing, and you know, I. I I don't know. They, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I just, I, it's it's. I just keep waiting for, you know, for them to really truly have like one of those jaw dropping, 
you know, matches of the night. And I think the potential's there for both teams to have you know, the chemistry and the technique and stuff like that to make it happen. But yeah, it just I haven't seen it yet. And I'm just like, what how many more times do we need to see these teams go at it for it to yeah. truly be uh, a spectacular thing? And that's of course a lack of you know, really building that division of what it should be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's starting to get a little frustrating, starting to get a little pedantic. In right. A yeah. I, I mean the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't have a good answer for you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Then we had, well, so, well did we, did we say who won the match? Oh, I apologize. The revival, <laughs> the revival de- um, defeated the Usos. There you go. Yeah. Um, clean win kind of, um, yeah, all right. Well, next we had the return, I guess, of Aleister Black in a way um, versus Cesaro. And a lot of people, you know, when I read a lot of the prediction blogs and stuff like that, a lot of people had billed this as the one match with the potential to truly steal the paper. I I was I had I had a little star next to this match for yeah, for and I got to be honest, with you, I, I was not disappointed. Me either. Mm. I was I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. It is, yeah. um, it, you know that 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 black mass is, you know, someone compared it to the RKO, meaning like it can come at uh, any point, yeah. and and when it hits, it's you're done. That's it. Yeah, um, and that's that's it, it definitely how they're billing it or, or playing it off. Like, yeah, it can come out of nowhere, and when he hits it, it's game over. Side note, where is Randy Orton been? But we'll get into the last like <laughs> where is he been? Um, but yeah, no, it, it it was a fantastic match. I mean, I think I think Black is on his way. Um and, and I gotta give credit to Cesaro. Like he's he's really put in a solid post WrestleMania run here. Yes. Of, ever ever since he's gone back to being a singles wrestler, he's really uh getting a chance to shine again. Really, really yeah. good. And you know, if they really develop him you know, as a as a you know a heel, so to speak, um, he could definitely be a challenger. Even uh, even if he's not just a heel, like even if he's just like Cesaro, you know, like a, a Cesaro, yeah, like a, yeah. like a like a all business, like you know, no funny no funny stuff kind of guy. Right, just goes into the ring and just just is known for like being the solid worker right. kind of guy. Like like that can get over. The fans yeah. love him. The fans love. Him. I mean, he's really. I mean. It's just nice to see him finally kind of doing the, I guess you call it, I don't know, the quality of, of opportunity, taking advantage of the opportunities he's given yeah. um, and things like that. Like, you just like, I just like what I'm seeing. So, you know, even though Black obviously gets the win, you know, Cesaro put in good effort. He, he oh, definitely, I mean, both of these know, guys look great all through the match. Yeah. Like, so, Cesaro, like, they both held their own and, and made each other look great. Um, absolutely. They, they, my favorite spot maybe of the entire pay-per-view was when uh alistair black went for the double knees off the top mm. of the buckle mm-hmm. and cesaro caught him and then threw him up to the air for the european uppercut oh fantastic, that was beautiful. fantastic. yeah i love you know, it and so like this was right there with a match that we'll get to later on uh for my favorite like best match of the night and mm-hmm. they and if they had had well, let me say it was my favorite match, tied for my favorite match of the night, which is impressive because they didn't really have any buildup for this match. It was just right. 
a bunch of Alistair Black promos asking for someone to knock on his door or something. And then two weeks ago, someone finally knocks on the door. And then last week, they finally show Cesaro on screen. So it's less than a week, really, knowing that it's Cesaro versus Alistair Black. Right. And they pulled it off. So, yeah. Pulled it kudos off. To both of them. Kudos to both of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next, we had a quote-unquote handicap match uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship between Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross, which saw uh, Bailey defeat Cross and Bliss, uh, following some confusion and you know, um, you know, a missed uh, you know high flying thing that the oh god, what I can't even remember the the tornado DD or not the tornado DD two. Um, the Twisted Bliss. I'm getting my messes. Oh, she. What do you mean? She she missed it. She missed it. She, uh, Bailey put, got her. Oh, got her, got her knees up. up like yeah. it was too far away or something. I get you. too far away. So yeah. far, it was a botch, but um, well, it was uh, a bad camera angle too. Bad camera angle too. But I mean, um, they, yeah. You know, and then and then Bailey got the knee to the face across. I got to be honest with you. Here's the thing. Um, I I was really hoping that that Nikki Cross was going to win. Because yeah. I, I think it would make that can, that storyline a little more compelling. Um, as per usual, Bailey has done really nothing with this title. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I'd have to really look and, and think about it. But like, if you told me like wrestlers that like just lost their mojo from their debut to now, based on their own shortcomings, Bailey's at one of the top of the list. Like it's. I, I don't understand her her lack of compellingness. I don't I don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah. and they've tried to give her a little bit more of an edge uh, right. since putting the belt on her this time. Uh, and it's I'm not. I think the jury's still out on whether or not it's working. I just she just doesn't. I mean, some people just don't have the charisma. They don't have the personality for this. And you know, they could be the best in ring technicians in the world. But you put a mic in front of them, and it's like, eh, okay, like good example, Dean Malenko, one of the greatest wrestlers <laughs> of all time. You put a mic in front of them, it's like, uh, okay, like I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll go down with you this road and believe that you're this badass. I don't know, like it just like nothing is believable with her. You could try turning her heel. I don't think that would work either, because then you're relying no, even more so. on charisma. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think what she needed. I think what this match needed, and we talked about it, was a surprise entrance from from Sasha Banks. Yeah, and, so they they totally faked me out with all this stuff. Uh, last Monday's Raw, they were, you know, uh, Nikki was talking about how um, basically the, what she said was uh, Nikki uh, that Bailey didn't have anyone, you know, in her corner the way that Alexa is in, or Nikki is in Alexa's corner, or vice versa. Right. Uh, so I, I I figured that Sasha was totally coming back last night uh, mm-hmm. at, at Extreme Rules. I think she's still on her way back. Uh, I think it's probably more of a long game, maybe to SummerSlam, and they were just kind of like greasing the skids a little bit for that, or laying the right. groundwork for it right. there. Uh, and so maybe it, it turns into a you know tag match or something at uh, at SummerSlam. With a return right. to Sasha. I uh, just I just don't know where they go with this. I, I think I don't either. I mean, I think 
again, if if Nikki had wanted not Alexa, then you can just open up a world of possibilities for that. Um, yeah, and yeah, keep going. Sorry, I was gonna say having them lose does nothing for their storyline. Well, and the other thing that was weird, like obviously Alexa has the history of turning on the people that she gets close to, mm-hmm. you know, and and using them to to get to the to the belt, uh, and then you know Nikki. Nikki takes the pin, and Sasha or Alexa's just kind of okay with it. Like they don't, they don't have a turn on Nikki or anything. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, where they're going with Alexa as well uh-huh. with this. But I gotta say, <laughs> Alexa is so good. The, <laughs> the it made me laugh hysterically when when Bailey got caught between. Uh, in the apron on the outside uh-huh. and Alexa comes over and then straightens up Bailey's ponytail before punching her in the face. <laughs> I saw I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It's just, she does that, the small things like that so well. Right. Which is why I think I, I eventually, <laughs> I, I think for the blue brand, I mean, who knows what they're doing when Fox comes this fall, but I, I think you got to put the belt on her for, again, for, you know, an elongated period of time. I think you yeah. the, it's just, I think it's just with, with, especially if the belt, if the other belt's going to be on Becky for the foreseeable future, you, you can't have two faces have the belts right now. It just, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. Putting, I mean, putting it on I, the best female heel in the company is you just you, do it. Yeah. And then, uh, but I mean, they also, you got to figure out where Charlotte factors into the equation as well. Right, on right. SmackDown. I mean, this is the basically the second summer in a row that they've given her off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's nice. It must be nice to uh, be a flare and get a summer vacation every year from the uh, WWE. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, let's move on. So the next we had a last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, which the end result saw Strowman defeat Lashley. Um, Ken, I gotta be honest with you. This was a much better match than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I mean, I thought that um, it was pretty physical. Uh-huh. Uh, they they went all over the arena. Yeah, you know, like out into the concession stands, and you know, they're throwing each other against the wall and uh-huh. and all that stuff. I mean, Definitely. some of it was just like a lot of just big guys like pounding on each other, and right. You know, the ending I thought was. I mean that stuff looks great like initially. I think I think it looks it sounds better on paper than it actually looks in the final pro- finished product. Sure. With these with these big spots that they they throw these guys. So he does he does the uh power slam off of like a 10 foot drop or something from from the from the stands to uh-huh. I don't know what was supposed to be below. But, uh, I mean, at, at some point, you get a camera. You always get a camera angle that shows all the padding that they fall onto. Right. And so it's like, it just kind of defeats the purpose mm-hmm. of, of it all. Mm-hmm. It would have been better if they just... Because they had, they had it blocked off um, at, at the ground level with, with, I don't know, some kind of, like, fake wall or something. Yeah. And if they had just kept it at that angle... And had the referee counting instead of the camera angle initially from above that showed them both 
and also showed Braun starting to get up and, you know, make his way toward the fake wall. You know, if we had just seen the, the wall and the ref start counting, and then at seven, Braun busts through and, and you know, comes out and does the Braun kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know, like that, that right. would have been a lot more effective. But instead, we, you know, it, we already know what the ending is going to be because we see they showed us too much. Right, right. Which is, you know, kind of par for the course for the way these matches usually go nowadays. But um, I got to tell you, though, I was, I was impressed with Bobby Lashley in this one. Um, yes. Kind of like, you know, some of the better better stuff we've seen from him uh, in a long time. So Let me ask you a question. Would it have been better if Bobby had won the match? Yes. Mm. 100% so yes. too. 100% yes. Um, you know, it, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I like yeah. it. I like it. Also, right, I, had, well, I, well, I, I had one more question. Please. So you have, like, it doesn't happen often, but you get a championship match at, like, a WrestleMania where, where you know, Seth Rollins has a knee injury, and so he's not medically cleared to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So he has to sign the waiver to, like, it's an unsanctioned match for the championship or something, <laughs> right? How come Braun Strowman goes into a last-man-standing match with a reported, quote-unquote, ruptured spleen? <laughs> How does that jive? Uh, because the the you know those you know those videos um, the pitch meetings that yeah. you see yeah. when he asks a question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm that's, gonna need you to get right up off of me on, on this. <laughs> that's that's the writers. They're like, excuse <laughs> me, could you explain why? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. And that's that's the that's the that's the truth. Fair enough. Um, so. There you go, and I agree. Thank it's, you for explaining that to me. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, all right, well, let's move on uh, to a match that, again, another match that was solid. Um, triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. We saw the New Day. Good lord, the New Day are all three of them are champions. Yes. Um, win the tag team. I love it. Over Heavy Machinery and uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So solid overall match. So um, I, I wrote I wrote two things here. Go ahead. In my notes, the one the first one I wrote at the very beginning of the match, which was I hate triple threat tag matches that make no sense, <laughs> <laughs> because you always have two guys in the ring. Why would you ever tag in the other team? Mm-hmm. You know, so that that just the concept it doesn't work. Yeah, yet. there's there's cognitive dissonance right. inherent in the in the in the structure of the match. Uh, but at the end of the match, I wrote entertaining match. <laughs> <laughs> totally redeemed itself. So, uh, <laughs> they, they made, they made the best of, uh, you know, the situation and yeah, it, it was a really good match. You know, I actually, I like the fact that, um, that the new day one, it, it, I don't know what it does storyline wise to have all three of them with belts right now, but, um, oh, I'm in for it. It's, it'll it. just, it'll do something. Um, I I kind of want Daniel Bryan to be done with tag matches. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me too. Like I thought this was a good opportunity for him to be like, all right, back to singles competition. You know, he should be challenging Kofi for the championship. He yeah, should be the top heel on the blue brand. Hey, the whole hey, maybe maybe it's the fact that you know, for the last year from two WrestleManias ago to this past WrestleMania, which we were at, um, <laughs> he basically was at the top of the card 
you know, for a full like year, like mm-hmm. doing a big time schedule. Right. And and so maybe they just said like, you know, let's just ease it back a little bit with them and That's a good point. You know, just let them take it easy for a couple of months. And I'm fine with it. And actually and they you know can what? start ramping back up now. Yeah, I mean he did some great stuff as a you know, as a tag uh tag team. So like, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't, you know, the well, kind of thing, you know. I mean, they didn't save the planet, so I don't know if you call it great, but well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping that he gets back to uh, the singles competition. I did. So. I did like uh, Otis when he considered doing the uh, move through the through the ropes or over the ropes, <laughs> and then just like you know started running. And then just like stopped himself and like stepped through the ropes and then jumped from the apron onto everything. Indeed, that indeed. A nice little comedic moment. Nice little moment there. I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So next match we had the United States Championship was up for grabs between Rick Shea, who gets my rookie of the year, by the way, mm-hmm. um, versus AJ Styles, which saw uh, with the, I guess you could call it quote-unquote assistance, Oh from, yeah, totally. Uh, the, gets an assist from the club, from the club, or the Good Brothers, or whatever but, they're calling uh, themselves. But we saw we saw AJ Styles defeat Ricochet with again. I I love seeing the Styles clash in the middle rope. I mean that Ooh, that is phenomenal. brutal. That's brutal that looking. Is, it terrifies me. It terrifies you. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I I like I like the fact that AJ Styles has the belt right now. It does a lot yes. for that storyline. It adds to the credibility of the club. Um, adds to the credibility of the belt. Yep. It doesn't. It doesn't bury Ricochet at all. No. Um, that 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 dude's destined for great things. Um, yes. So I was overall was happy with the match. I won't lie. This was I, this was tied for me with Cesaro and Alistair Black for match of the night. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie. I think the quote unquote interference is a little weak. Like I don't think it is, but at the same time, him up was nearly as damaging. But uh, no, it, it doesn't damage him. It also it, it helps uh, turn Styles a little bit more uh, as a heel and, right. and and take him you know further along that path and cement the the club as a you know a faction a heel faction. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see them just kind of like you know maybe maybe. Uh, Gallows and Anderson get the tag belts, and yeah. you know, they start run kind of like roughshod over, over Raw. You know, could be it. Could I would be love that. Towards. But I, I mean, Styles it. and Ricochet—they put on a really good. They put on a really, really good match. show. Really good like, show. A lot of good, a lot of good high flying stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just really impressive from both yeah. of them. Um, yeah, no, just really, I'm really excited about the the future for Ricochet. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed, but um, all right, moving on. And we're Next, breezing through this. We're breezing through this, man. When you don't have a third person, it's just it's crazy. Uh, no disrespect, of course. No disrespect. Um, but uh, next we had, I guess you could call it a match. Um, Kevin Owens squashing Dol- Dolph Ziggler. Um, yeah, I think the match was what like eight seconds long. <laughs> it was. I really think a- it was. Yeah, something like that. That might be, that eight might be generous. I, I'm um, seeing seventeen on on Wikipedia. Okay, all right. <laughs> it was a quick match. Um, it was very quick. Basically, gave him the stunner. It's over. Uh, of course, Dolph Ziggler oversells the stunner, like as he oversells everything. Um, I, I have no problem with anybody ever overselling a stunner. The Rock, <laughs> the Rock. The Rock always oversold a stunner, and it was 
always worth it. It always worth it. He was the best at selling the stunner. <laughs> better, um, better to oversell it and have to rein it in than undersell it like Vince McMahon and basically just fall over like an old man. Or, and Linda, just like, or Linda, for that matter. Or, or Linda. Yeah. Don't get me don't get me started on the McMahons and the stunners. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, afterwards, Kevin Owens once again did a, um, a, a kind of a similar promo to what he did uh, Tuesday, the previous Tuesday night. Yes. But but I thought it worked. I thought the whole thing worked. I was really excited. I liked uh, I like where where what Kevin Owens is saying. Yes. Um, I like what it's building towards. Yep. Um, I'm 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 here for all of it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it. At this point in the in the pay-per-view, I was looking at the clock and realizing that there were still four matches or three matches to go, and it was already past 10 o'clock mm. or right around 10. And I was like, oh, this is going to either go long or something. And then this match took 17 seconds. I was like, oh, okay. They got basically crunched for time, mm-hmm. and they got the short end of the stick because they still had two championship matches to... Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I honestly like I'm not the biggest Ziggler fan as as a wrestler, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing these two actually, you know, getting a chance to go and have a have a I think they could have a pretty good match. Oh, definitely together. So definitely. Well, yeah, you know, I, we'll I think see. I would like to see more, but absolutely. I think absolutely. we're building to Kevin versus uh, Shane McMahon. Obviously. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we had the uh, WWE Heavyweight Championship uh, up for grabs between Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe to what I will call the disappointment of the night. Oh, okay. Uh, I was thoroughly disappointed. First of all, because I wanted Samoa Joe to win. Right. Um, and Boris, number- what are your thoughts on this match? <laughs> I can hear the... You, he's not saying anything because he's not on the podcast, and I don't actually think he got a chance to watch it last night. But I can hear the disappointment in his voice. From oh, here. definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, I was I was pulling for Joe. Um, I didn't like the fact that he, you know, I don't want to say dominated the match, but like he really did. He really did, and he then really did. like it was, it was like it was probably like seventy thirty, like offense, like offense uh, favoring Joe. Right, and. As much as I love the Styles Clash off the second rope as a convincing finisher, I want to be honest. Trouble in Paradise is the weakest finisher in all of professional wrestling. Oh, I don't know about that. But it's, it's not. It's, it's not the strongest one. I'll, I'll... It's, to me, it's right up there with the People's Elbow. It is hey, like hey, the People's Elbow was not a finisher, or or the Texas Tornado Punch. I mean, it it is one of those. Hey, the Texas Tornado Punch made the Mister Perfect spin in the wrong direction. Okay, <laughs> defied physics. It defied <laughs> physics. Oh man, I just like I hated the fact that like Samoa Joe's like dominating this thing. Then you know Kingston ducks out of the way, goes against Rose, Trouble in Paradise. The match is over. Yeah, it's I'm I'm with you on that. It was a very abrupt ending to the match. Yeah, I get when you want to have these finishing moves. Like when we were talking about with Aleister Black, like his, you know, the his finishing move comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. and that's it, lights out. You know, um, I, I get that, but if it's I, 
with Alistair Black's match, it, it fit and it worked. Mm-hmm. With this match, for whatever reason, it didn't feel like it fit. Just for, doesn't. For a proper ending. All right, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a hot take. Ready? Oh boy. Here's my hot take. Yep. I'm ready for the Kingston end to run. Run to end. Hmm. I'm ready. I'm not. Not we're, that I think he... we're. I think we're we're almost there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not. Th- I'm not ready for it yet. Again, what made what made that so compelling was the climb, the chase. You know, him finally getting his shot. Yeah, but of now, course. But now that he's got it, it's like, meh. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I think there's some, I think there's some, um, I think they could mine some stuff with, with all three of these guys having belts now. We'll see. I, I, I think that, uh, I think they could take it to another level. If I was a betting man, I would say that we're not going to see all three of them have belts after SummerSlam. I, but... I wouldn't necessarily take that bet. <laughs> oh, oh no. no, no, no. Cause I agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I would take that bet. Right. Uh, right. Because I think you're, I think you're onto something. I um, just, I'm just ready for it to be over. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. I think you're, it's, I think it's, you're, it's you're... getting close to having run its course. Right. Right. I think there, there will come a time when it, feels natural for Kofi to drop the belt. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hopefully they have the right person in place for him to drop it too. I just don't think it's time yet. Right. Well, they did last night. and uh, yeah. nah, It's still not time yet. Ugh. It's not. We'll it's see. just not. Well, you're a nicer person than I am. I am. Uh, I really you am. Are. That's, that's a fact. Um, it's, it's science. All right. Well, let's move on to the final, I guess you could call it the only headline-grabbing match of the evening, uh, and that is the Extreme Rules mixed tag team match for the Universal and Raw Women's titles, which saw uh, technically Becky Lynch retained, and, yep, and so did Stone Seth, but then we got a little bit of a surprise in the end. But first, Was before it, we get though, to the, Because we did somebody <laughs> did come out earlier in the night and say that uh, their client would be cashing in. That's true. That's true. Well, let's let's talk about the the early part of this match before we get into the ending. Um, and of course, like the one big headline out of this match as well. First of all, overall, I thought it was the best we've seen Lace from Lacey Evans yes. in her entire ludicrous push uh, so far. <laughs> Number <Is> she... one. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, I thought she and Becky definitely worked the best together this this yes. one you didn't see a lot a ton of botches you didn't see becky <laughs> yell at her for minus minus becky accidentally dropping uh, a steel chair on on lacy's mouth well they, they both got each other did you lip. see did you see they oh, both yeah. got each other yeah uh yeah. with chairs um ladies just you know control the chairs um <laughs> rain it in just a little rain bit. it in uh and i think you saw from from you know baron corbin i, th- I think you saw enough for him to kind of continue his status. Um, I, I do kind of like the fact that he is so disliked for a myriad of reasons, but we saw another one. I guess you could add a little log to the fire mm. in, in a truly jaw drop dropping moment. You saw Baron Corbin deliver an end of days on. Yes. Becky Lynch. Now I'll be honest. This is the <clears> only, <throat> the only time in the entire night, with the exception of like Aleister black and a couple of things during the Cesaro ricochet where I, Literally put my hand over my mouth saying, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I agree. 
I, because I did the same thing. We have not seen that in quite some time. We have not. Um, you really have to go to the the basement of the like the the Attitude Era, like post um, uh, invasion era, to really kind of right. see any type of offense on women. Like it just you don't from, you don't from see men. it. Yes, from a man. Yeah. Um, and and I, I won't lie, I do like the end of days as a move. I it is it's a solid move. A solid move. And also I, I I didn't I didn't know this. No one has ever kicked out of the end of days yet. Oh. So they call it the most protected Wait, finisher. Sure? That's what I read online that, that um it is the most protected finisher in in, in the I'm WWE. Right call now. Shenanigans on that, but I okay. have no proof. No proof to I will I will look into that though. There you go. Um, I will report back. And I won't and, and also respect to Becky for taking it like a champ. First of yes. all, like, you know, she looked, she looked, she's the man. She, she sold it amazingly. Sold um, it. Oh, so great. I did. I go ahead. It was perfect. It like, so they don't do this stuff. So like 90, 999 times out of a thousand, they don't do this. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it. Like we said, for a long time, the, the only thing that comes close is uh, there's been a couple of WrestleManias where Steph has taken a couple of bumps. Right. And usually it's accidental and incidental contact mm-hmm. that, you know, Triple H accidentally bumps her and she goes through a table. Right. Or, or someone misses or steps out of the way and she eats a spear from somebody or something. Mm-hmm. Um, this, so, so the fact that they don't do it so often, when they do it like they did last night, it's really effective. It really and is. It really works. And it's the kind of move that's like it's not necessarily like in poor taste that they're going to this well to do right. this. Right. It actually works. It fits into the story. It and they told it beautifully. Yes. Because Baron Corbin, in the eyes of the fans, is trash. Mm-hmm. And everybody hates him. And he did something despicable. To a woman, and not just a woman, the women's champion, who also happens to be the girlfriend of the champion, or the men's champion, Seth Rollins. And Seth went ballistic. Sold it beautifully. Sold it perfectly. Yes. Lost his mind and and gave three curb stomps, or whatever the move's called now, because I'm not sure that's... They want people calling it that anymore. Yeah, that's not called. It could be just called the stomp. Yeah, <laughs> the stomp. Sorry, we'll edit that out. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but he did three three stomps, and and also laced into him with with a kendo stick, and it yeah. was perfect. You it, could it see really you was. could see him snap. You saw it in his eyes. It was perfect. It was great, and again, it was a, it was a shocking moment, and. You know, this is the second time in a year, so in the past 12 months, I should say, that we've seen this. I mean, we saw it with Nia Jax in the Rumble, where um, right. she, 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 she caught a 619. Um, and right, I think, but even who, then, like, that's, that's Rey Mysterio. And then she got, oh, an, R- she, Orton, that's right, the she got an RKO from Orton. That's right, so that's right. It was, we've seen this twice now, and I think there was a great article on Deadspin, which is weird for me to say, um, but... It, the headline was, can the WWE be trusted with intergender wrestling? And I'm, I'm cautious to say yes right now. 
I mean, I yeah, there's I I'm not there yet, but what little they have attempted so far has actually not been terrible. Not been terrible. And uh you know, this this whole I mean, I won't lie, this whole sequence had Paul Heyman written all over it. So yeah. um <laughs> I was I was down for that, my friend. Yeah. So um all right, well let's get to the Thank end you, of the Paul Go Heyman. Paul, well, no, I was gonna say before yeah, we so, get to any so, of this. Speaking of Paul Heyman, he came out earlier and said that uh, his client, Brock Lesnar, would be cashing in, and he did. And he did. And he won the belt. And he won the belt, which, by the way, there was a phenomenal chant going on. I don't know if you could yes. hear it. Yes. Um, uh, and not just in, in, uh, in, the, in this final match, but also I think the same chant broke out in Samoa Joe versus Kofi. Yes. Where yeah. the, the crowd was chanting, we want Lesnar. And then the other half was chanting, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> and I'm, I'll be honest with you, if I was in that building, I would have been the no, we don't. I would have been. Yeah, I probably would too. Uh, but I'm not sure it's necessarily a bad thing. Right. I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the fence mm-hmm. with, with this. So I'm you not know, sure how I feel. I'll put it this way. I. I don't know how I feel about having Seth Rollins only hold the title for 99 days. Well, um, yeah, there's that. There's that. I don't like the way he lost it. Um, uh, I, I'm kind of okay with the way that he lost it. <laughs> Just the fact that he was so... Um, they tried to sell it as him being emotionally and physically drained right. from the match after snapping like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I buy that one entirely. Right. But... I do like the fact that he was on his way out to check on Becky. And so he's got like torn. Uh, his his attention is pulled elsewhere. And, and so he can't completely focus on Lesnar. If they had right. built it up that way, that would make more sense to me. But instead they're like, oh, he's so he's so drained from, you know, emotionally from what he just saw. But also physically from the match, he, and now he has to face Lesnar. It just that, yeah, whatever. Yeah, indeed, I indeed. Um, I'm I'm wondering where they go from here in terms of storyline with this. Like, yeah. does does this create a rift between Becky and Seth? Like, they, in terms of storyline, do they try mm-hmm. to sell that? Like, I don't think so. Hmm. Because I mean, Becky didn't do anything wrong. She didn't. She didn't uh, cost him his belt, right? Per se. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I know that uh, for Raw, because we, we haven't watched it yet, but I know that they're doing a ten uh, man battle royal to determine who faces Lesnar at SummerSlam. Oh, okay. All right. And, Seth oh, is one of one of the ten people. Well, do I'm going to spoil anything for you? No, I don't. I'm going to okay. watch it later. All right. Well, then I won't. <laughs> I won't spoil anything for you. Although I will say that the rumor was that Big E was going to be the winner. Oh well. Okay. Was that the Was that the spoiler? No. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. There you go. Uh, Big E does not win it. So I'll put it okay. that way. Then we'll um, leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, uh, yeah. So. I'm not sure how I feel about Lesnar having the belt. Uh, he's held. This will be his fourth title reign since he came back. 
and I was looking up how long he's held the belt before. Mm-hmm. So, with he had the WWE Championship. He held it for 224 days. And when he first won the Universal Championship, he had that for 504 days. Which, oh my gosh. They can't do that again. No, no. And, <laughs> and then he had it for 156 days before losing it to Seth, to Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we're in for at least... A couple of months of him holding the belt <sighs> and being I a part-time would... champ. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Here I'm we go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, well, I will. I will say this. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but uh, it looks you like know, Raw has been quite eventful. Has been uh, quite eventful. Much, much of the SummerSlam card has actually been decided on this. Oh, okay. Like, like officially, like this match is to set up the number one contender for SummerSlam. Type yeah. Of thing. So well, that's kind of makes sense because I think they, I think they move SummerSlam up August eleventh. Yeah, and usually it's like August twenty something. Right. So we're getting so well, that's, that's nice. a little early. So things uh, are are definitely, um, yeah, they're they're Moving. official here. So in motion, in motion, so to speak. So, um, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap that things up. That was extreme rules. That was extreme rules. Enough said. Um, like I said, I think I think you've got some interesting storylines going forward. I, I think you know. I do have one question, please. And this is this is about Extreme Rules overall. If you're if the title of the pay per view is Extreme Rules, why aren't all the matches Extreme Rules? Thank you. Uh, like, that seems say, like a just a basic thing. I would also say the same for um, the TLC uh, TLC for the Survivor Series. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, they, I mean, it feels like I don't know. Feels like maybe it, they don't have to all be the same rules, but some form of extreme rules for every match, right? Would make right. sense. And it just otherwise, you're just naming, you know, pay per views just random names mm-hmm. like stomping ground. Right, right. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point, just, my man. My two cents. My two cents. I love it. Thank you for watching. All right, folks. Well, hey, this was a good one. Sorry for us. You weren't here for it. Um, but hopefully we'll be back. You know, this, this hey, trio. We still, we'll see. We we still left room. Forrest wasn't here, but we still left room for his outrage and disappointment that Samoa Joe lost. So that's true. That's I, I true. Feel like, that's I true. feel like we did right by him. That's right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right, folks. Well, hey, we will see you after SummerSlam. SummerSlam. About a month, one of the big four. Yeah, and not not at the Barclays this year. No, no, I think it's Where in Toronto. It? Toronto. Oh Toronto. man. Okay. That's right. Let's go north of the border. So, all right, folks, we'll see you right here next time on Card Subject to Change. Bye. Bye.